Hallelujah. We give God praise. We give God glory. We give God the honor that is due his name. Praise the Lord, because the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. And any time should be a good time to praise the Lord. Not when everything is going good, not when everything is going bad. It doesn't matter whether it's good, bad, happy, sad. How they say good, bad, or indifferent. Anytime is a wonderful and a great time to give God the praise. How y'all doing tonight? Praise the Lord. It's PB. We're back with y'all on PB's Corner. We thank God for everyone that's tuning in, everyone that's listening. Amen. By various social media platforms, everyone that's listening on Podbean or everyone that may be listening on Spotify, praise the Lord. We thank God for everyone just tuning in and listening to the word of the Lord. Once again, my name is Pastor Ricky Bennett. Everybody calls me PB, short for Pastor Bennett. I've been called that a long time. I can remember back when, praise the Lord, amen, a, a young singer that is awesome, amen, praise the Lord. I thank God for Sister Tiffany. Tiffany started calling me PB back in the Word Alive days, and amen, and that mantra stuck. Praise the Lord. Now, Tiffany went on to get married, have a wonderful, I mean, a wonderful husband. Man of God is taking care of her. She's even been, praise the Lord, on Lift Every Voice. And I mean, the Lord is taking her in different places, but she was the first person, i never forget it, she's the first person to call me PB, and that thing stuck. I mean, this is about... God, some 20 years now, maybe a little bit longer. I remember when Tiffany was a little baby. Now she's up, she's in, had kids, married and happily married and, uh, and praise the Lord, giving God praise. But we thank God for y'all tonight. Thank God for everyone that's tuning in. We're continuing with our series, praise the Lord, called The Spirit of Church Hurt. We're, we're, we're continuing with that. We're on part two of this series, The Spirit of Church Hurt. Praise the Lord, because church hurt is relevant. Church hurt is serious. People think uh, people take that for a joke. People don't may not take it as serious as they should. But you have a lot of people that have walked away from God because of church hurt. You have a lot of people that gave up on God because of church hurt. And it's a spirit. It is a spirit. It is not a person. You can't blame a person. It is a spirit. Praise the Lord. And what we come to do, amen, is tear down that spirit. Praise the Lord. Y'all know what time it is. It's time for y'all to get them Bibles. Let's go. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. We thank God for everything and what he's doing. I thank God for, I keep saying that theme music. That theme music is wonderful. I love my theme music. <laughs> thank God for everybody. I just thank God for what he's doing in everyone's life. Amen. Praise the Lord. Once again, we're here to attack the spirit of church hurt. Praise the Lord. That's what we're here to do. We're here to attack that spirit. That spirit has been taking control of folks taking control of people's lives, and we're not putting up with it, praise the Lord. We're not going to put up with that spirit. That spirit comes to steal, kill, and to destroy, but we ain't putting up with that spirit, amen, because God is greater. 
Amen. We give God the praise tonight. If you can, ma'am and sir, please hit those likes. Please hit those shares. Amen. Praise the Lord. Like and share. If you're watching on YouTube, like and share. If you're watching on Twitch or Twitter, like and share. If you're watching, of course, on Facebook, like and share. Praise the Lord. If you're listening, amen, by Podbean, like and share. If you're listening by Spotify, like and share. Praise the Lord. We just thank God for you. Now, we get ready to quickly do a, a run-through of what we were talking about on last week. Very quick, like, praise the Lord. Our foundational scriptures come from John 7, 24, Matthew 18, 6 through 7, and John 16, 1 through 3. I'm going to go through those scriptures real fast for you, praise the Lord, so that we can be able to listen to and get and listen to what the word of God is, is, is saying on that particular wise. I want to make sure that we get you in here so y'all can check this out. Pull my Bible up, praise the Lord. Amen. And get that ready. First of all, we're going to start with Matthew chapter number 7, verses 24. The Bible reads, Amen on this wise. The Bible says clearly right here. The Bible says, judge not according to the appearance, but judge righteous judgment. In other words, don't judge a person by their, their appearance. You don't know what their appearance is. You don't know what they're going through. You don't know what they're, you don't know what they're dealing with. Something that might seem a minute or small to you may be great to them. So you can't judge a person by their appearance. Amen. Praise the Lord. That's what gets folk in trouble. I always tell people, don't look at me and try to judge why I met with God. Don't do that. Don't try to judge what, don't judge my walk with God just because of what you see. You don't know what a person is. You don't know what a person has been talking to God about, what, what a person has been dealing with God about. So don't judge my appearance based upon what you see. You don't know what, you don't know. Sakari Cortez made a song called, You Don't Know. You don't know what I've been through. You don't know what I've gone through. You don't know what I'm, you don't know what I'm thinking. You don't know what's going on. So just because I look a certain way does not mean that I'm in that particular place that you might want to put me in. But you know, church folk is good as that. We're going to talk about them church folk too. Praise the Lord. We're going to talk about church folks. Let's go back. Matthew chapter number 18, verses six through seven. Matthew chapter 18, verse six through seven. Let's talk about that one. Matthew 18, six through seven. The Bible says, but whoso shall offend one of these little ones which believe in me, it were better for him that a millstone were hang about his neck and that he were drowned in the depths of the sea. And then it says, woe unto the world because of offenses, for it must need be that offenses come. But woe to that man whom by the offense cometh. Praise the Lord. Jesus was saying offenses is going to come. You're going to be offended because of what you believe. You're going to be offended because of what you walk in. You're going to be offended because of what God has done. Everybody is not going to celebrate what God has done for you. So you're going to be offended. And I'm reading these scriptures for a reason, because these are some of the reasons are, that, that a lot of church folk base the reasons why they have walked. A lot of not people, not church folk, I do apologize. This is the reason why a lot of people have walked away from the church because of church hurt, either by somebody judging them, judging their appearance judging how they come into the church. One thing I did hear from Apostle Robert Turner, he used to say all the time, in order to clean the fish, you got to first catch a fish. And a lot of times church folk will go and try to amen, clean a person up before you catch them. And that's the reason why folk run away from church. Because you're trying to do a restoration job on somebody that don't even understand restoration. 
Because in order for somebody to really be restored, the first thing that has got to happen is, is that they got to hear a word of restoration. But if you up and you're trying to judge them, if you are up and you trying to do, you're, you're trying to do everything because you think that you so this and you so that, you never forgot that you need a saving too. You you forgotten the fact that, but when you came into the church, you was tore up from the flow up too. You forgot that, but you're so busy trying to get them or try to judge them or, or whatever you, because church folk do all kind of weird and crazy things all the time. Not some of the time, all the time. We're going to talk about church folk because they're strategically placed in ministries to cause havoc and chaos and cause people to walk away from God. Yeah, church folk, praise the Lord, strategically placed. Let's go to the book of John. Praise the Lord. We're going to do the first three verses in the book of John. John chapter number 16, verse 1 through 3. Let's look at that. John 16, 1 through 3. Praise the Lord. Let's look at that. And the Bible reads on this wise. It says, this, these things have I spoken unto you that you should not be offended. They shall put you out of the synagogues. Yea, in the time, the time cometh that whosoever killeth you will think that he's doing God a service. And these things will they do unto you because they have not known the Father nor me. This is Jesus talking about church. Let's not get this twisted, people. I'm leaving this right here because I want you to see this. It says, these things have I spoken unto you that ye shall not be offended. They shall put you out of the synagogue. They shall put you out of the, what's the synagogue? It's church. They shall put you out that building. They'll put you out the building and then they'll do so and thinking that they're doing God a service. In other words, they're doing so thinking that they're doing God a favor. Here go. God is sending you there for restoration, for healing. He's sending you to connect to the body for restoration and healing. And you got these folk trying to put you out because of what you're wearing, how you may talk, how you may smell. Yeah, you may smell like weed when you come in the church. But they don't know because they're judging your appearance. They don't know why you were smoking weed and you was getting high. God came and spoke to you and told you to get up and go to this particular place. Because it was, it, it was time. And because the enemy knew what was happening, they had somebody at the door judging you by how you smell, looking at you all kind of different ways, looking at you all kind of funny. No. That's a spirit. He said, and these things would they do to you because they have not known the father. They don't know nothing about the father. And they don't know him. He said, they have not known the father nor me. Praise the Lord. What did we talk about the last time? We talked about the, the biblical definition of the church is the ecclesia. It's the calling out. The calling out of who? You. It ain't the building. The building is a place where we assemble at. That's what we found out. The building is just a place of assembly. That's it. Well, the called out come and they assemble and they plug into one another. Bless God. Just like how you take, just like how the, the body has many parts. It's one body, but many parts. I got one body, but I got 10 fingers. Y'all can't see them, but I got 10 toes. I got two arms, two elbows. I got two, I got two legs. Two knees, two hip, two hip sockets. I got a stomach, spleen, heart, lung, two lungs, liver. 
two sets of ribs, nerves, blood vessels, all many parts, many parts of the body, but one body. So when we go into the place of the assembly as being the call out ones, as being the ecclesia, when we go into that place, we go in to plug in. That's what we do. So that's the reason why it doesn't matter how, how much the, the praise team preach. I mean, the, uh, the praise team sing. Doesn't matter if the praise team sing your song. It don't matter if the preacher preached what you think that you should be hearing. Your job is to go in and plug in and verify what God has released into the body so that you can become a partaker of it and be strengthened. In other words, it ain't about you. It's about Jesus. We verified that the church is supposed to be a place of peace and safety where a person can find rest and encouragement in the time of need. But some have found out that it's a place of pain, judgment, and rejection. And that pain, judgment, and rejection stems for primarily from the spirit of church hurt. What is the spirit of church hurt? Well, let's find out what it is. I'm going to put it up here so you can read it. It's a condition that often involves a person who has in some form or fashion has been offended, mistreated, overlooked, or ridiculed by a person or circumstance which happened in a religious setting. I'm going to say that again. It is a condition that involves a person who has in some form or fashion has been offended, mistreated, overlooked, or ridiculed by a person or circumstance which happened in a religious setting. That's what church hurt is. We found out, bless God, church hurt, who empowers church hurt? The last time we found out that church hurt is a strategy of Satan that causes you to be frustrated with God through the mishandling of people who do not operate through the Holy Spirit, but appear to be spirit-led in an attempt to influence you to walk away from the gathering of the saints. I'm going to say that again, and I'm going to put it up here so you can read it. Church hurt is a strategy of Satan to cause you to be frustrated with God through the mishandling of people who do not operate through the Holy Spirit, but appear spirit-led in an attempt to influence you to walk away from the gathering of the saints. Is an attack that's designed to keep you from connecting with others in the body, leaving you vulnerable to the vices of Satan. Just like the scribes and the Pharisees was hidden in the place of worship under the guise of the righteous to appear that they were people of God, so are church folk strategically placed to seek out those who have zeal or have the zeal but need the knowledge of God. You got a lot of folk that got zeal but don't have the knowledge of God. And church folks are sent there to kill that zeal to kill that connection between you and the saints, how good and how pleasant it is when brethren dwell together in unity. Forsake not the gathering of yourselves together as some men do. It's a reason why. The Bible, the Bible says in Psalms, how good and how pleasant it is that brethren dwell together in unity. The Bible said out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let the word be established. And then the Bible says in, in John, how, how, it says, what it said, forsake not the gathering of yourselves together, as some men do. Bless God. So now we're getting down to the nitty-gritty, talking about church folk, because they're strategically placed in there to seek out those who have zeal, just like the scribes and Pharisees. Them because they put in different places. We're going to talk about where they at. 
But I want y'all to know why does Satan attack people with the spirit of church hurt? We found out that Satan only attacks people, attacks those who have major callings on their lives through church hurt. Some of the greatest and much needed gifts in the body of Christ are locked up in those who have been offended by church hurt and have walked away from the body of Christ, which God has called them to. Leaving the body missing those necessary gifts. That's why Satan don't want you in the house. God has called you to a specific gift that he, that, that he has called you to. And Satan does not want you to operate in that, in that particular capacity. So what does he do? He strategically plans somebody, especially when you are a babe in Christ. And sometimes you ain't got to be a babe. I wasn't a babe in Christ. I had been saved for years or somebody. Well, then that, that spirit tried to attack me. But primarily it attacks the babes who don't understand, bless God, the movements of Satan. How does, how does he attack? This is where we left off and this is where we're coming back. Listen to this. How does Satan attack people with the spirit of church hurt? I'm glad you asked. I'm glad you asked because I want to, and make sure I, I keep saying like and share. Make sure you share this with somebody that's going through this particular spirit because they need to hear. How? How does Satan attack people with the spirit of church hurt? Watch this. The ultimate goal of church hurt is to separate you from the body of Christ and ultimately through that hurt, separate you from your father, separate you from God, which is a vital part of your spiritual life source. Satan does not want you to connect to God. He does not want you to connect to God. He does not want you to have a connection to God. No, he doesn't. Satan wants you separate. He wants you on the island by yourself. He wants you to be thinking thoughts that have you upset and mad with God. He doesn't want you to be connected to your father, which is your life source, because without God, you are dead. You have a lot of people that's breathing to death and not living life because they're trying to live life or they're trying to be, they're trying to operate without God and that's not going to happen. Once again, the ultimate goal of church hurt is to separate you from the body of Christ. And ultimately through that hurt, separate you from God, which is a vital part of your spiritual life source. This attack, is designed to keep you from connecting to others in the body that are in Christ and then and then from the presence of God ultimately leaving you unprotected and vulnerable to the vices of Satan that part that part this attack once again i want you to get this is designed to keep you from connecting to others in the body that are in Christ and then from the presence of God, ultimately keeping you unprotected and vulnerable to the vices of Satan. Also, it also causes you to believe the lie from Satan that if this happened to you in the church, in the building setting, because you don't understand that you are the church, you are the ecclesia, it has you thinking that since this happened to you in that building, in that setting, in that in that religious setting, 
then God does not care about you being in the presence of, 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 of the real saints. He don't want you with, if that's the case, then he don't want me to be in the house. He don't want me there. Because you think that that person who was sitting beside you in the church that had something to say about what you're wearing or what you smelled like or what you look like, you think that that person was credible authority in God just because they were sitting up in the church dressed up, having on the dress, having on everything. You thought that that person was a-okay. He got to be a spirit. He got to be a spiritual person. He up in the in the church because you think because you're a babe, everybody in church should be spiritual. I thought that, and I wasn't even a babe in Christ. I thought that everybody should be spiritual. But now I understand why the the Bible said what what it said about trying the spirit by the spirit. We going now. I understand what the Bible says about that. I get the gist. I understand what the Bible says about that. I believe that. I truly believe that. Let's go to John chapter number. I, I want to read this. I'm getting ahead of myself, but I really want y'all to see what, uh, what, what the apostle John had to say. The, look at the, our first John chapter number four, verse one. And let's see what the Bible says. The Bible says, beloved, believe not every spirit. Uh-oh. They say believe not every person. Did not say that. You didn't hear, you didn't hear the apostle John say that. It did not say believe every person. Didn't say that. Did not say that, my God, I feel the Holy Ghost. Did not say that. He said, beloved, believe not every spirit. So that lets you know. The church hurt is a spirit. It is a spirit that is running rampant in the house of God, which is supposed to be a place of peace and safety. The apostle John saw that way back then. The Holy Ghost showed the apostle John this way back before we even started having congregations, how we know how we have church. He said, beloved, believe not every spirit. He said, but, but try. Watch this. But try the spirits. Try the who? Spirits. That means it's plural. Try the spirits. My God, do you see what he's saying? But try the spirits, whether they be a God. So we always say try the spirit by the spirit. Uh-uh. The apostle John said, uh-uh. But try the spirits, whether they are of God. They say try the spirit by the spirit. That's how, that's how scriptures get quoted wrong. Watch what he said. But try the spirits whether they are of God. Lord, forgive me for quoting it wrong. I've been saying it myself. I can, I can ask God for forgiveness. I ain't, I'm being made perfect. I miss it sometime. We missed it. We always say try the spirit by the spirit. Try the spirit by the spirit. Scripture didn't even say that. Scripture said, but try the spirits whether they are of God. Because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Look at the second verse. Here, hereby, ye know the spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ is coming to flesh is of God. 
and every spirit that confesses not Jesus, that Jesus Christ is coming to flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of Antichrist, whereof you have heard that it should come. Even now is already in the world. Antichrist. Sitting up in the church looking like Christ, but ain't got nothing to do with Christ. Antichrist. And it's that spirit that causes you to believe a lie from Satan that if this happened to you in the church, then God does not care about you being in the presence of the real saints. You ain't, but you thinking they're the real saints, they ain't the real saints. And then what happens? Here go the fallout. And this is where a whole lot of people are right now. Thank you, Jesus. I'm talking to you. If you are there, I'm talking to you right now. I'm speaking to you now. If you are that person, I'm talking to you right now. Watch this. Watch this. Satan can then lead you on a path of pseudo hatred of the things and the people of God based upon the level of hurt that you received from the ones operating under the influence of the spirit of church. We just seen the apostles say, try the spirits. It's spirits, plural. It's a lot of them out there that look like God, act like God, talk like God, but they ain't of God. That's the reason why the Bible says many will say in that day, Lord, Lord, haven't I cast out devils in your name? Haven't I did this? Haven't I did that? And Jesus said, he'll say, depart from me, ye workers of iniquity. I never knew you. The spirit of church hurt. Satan can lead you on a path of pseudo hatred for the things and people of God based upon the level of hurt that you receive from the ones operating under the influence of the spirit of church hurt. That's why folk right now have walked away from God, walked away from the church right now because they're under that influence. They're under that pseudo hatred of the things and the people of God. You, they put all saints in one basket and say everybody is in this basket. Everybody that represents God, everybody that represents the things of God, y'all in this basket. Y'all are in this basket. All of y'all. And we are not all in that basket because we truly love you. But we're not all in that basket. All of us are not scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites. All of us are not that. We're not. We're not. And because you are on that pseudo, that path of pseudo hatred, it smothers out the gift that God has placed in bearing it, that God has placed in you. Burying it beneath operations of unbelief, doubt, and betrayal. Unbelief, because I don't believe that God, I don't believe in God. Because God wouldn't have called me to this only for me to come this way. I don't believe that. I don't believe in God. Doubt. I ain't got to believe one. one, one I, I don't believe in God and I don't believe God. God then left me. Betrayal. And you don't and you don't understand. You don't understand how dangerous that is. 
but Satan does. You may not understand how dangerous that is, but Satan does. I'm going to say that again. You may not understand how dangerous that is, but Satan does. What are you saying, preacher? What are you saying? What are you saying? The Bible says, Hebrews 11 and 6. That's what the, the, the Bible says this. Hebrews 11 and 6. This is what the Bible says. Hebrews 11 and 6. I want y'all to see this. Because it's very dangerous for you not to understand the tightrope that you walk. When you think or when you when you are operating in that pseudo hatred of God, you don't understand how dangerous it is for you to walk in that. Watch this. I want you to see this. And then I'm getting ready to close. I ain't through. I got more. I always tell y'all I'm not out of word. I'm out of time. Watch this. I want you to see this. Hebrews chapter 11, verse six. Satan knows this. Satan knows this. And Satan uses this as a weapon to keep you away from God and operating in your full potential in God. Satan uses this as a weapon. Satan, you have to understand that Satan is crafty. You have to also understand that Satan started with God. So Satan knows the word. He knows he doesn't, he does not have the rhema. He has the logos. He, the Bible said, I want y'all to remember this. John chapter number one, verse one. In the beginning was the word. Was the what? Talk back to me. Y'all talk back to me. Put it in the comments. In the beginning was the what? The word. The word was what? With God. Put it in the comments. Go behind me. Look, John one and one. You look in your Bible. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God. The what? Word. The what? Word. In the beginning was the word. The word was with God. The word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. So guess what? Satan was made by him. And because Satan was made by him, he was made by the word. So don't think for one moment that Satan does not know how to manipulate the word to work against you. Paul said that in the book of Romans, when he talked about the law, he said the law ain't when, the law is not sin. No, the law is not sin. You are correct. It's not. He said, but he said, because of my flesh, the law then brought forth death in because of my flesh. He said, because I would have not known sin had it not been for the law. So if that is the case, then how do you think Satan ensnares you? How? How do you think? By the word. Because he uses the word against you when you are in doubt and unbelief and feeling like that you're walking in betrayal. Look at the look at this scripture. Look at this scripture. The Bible says, but without faith, but without faith, but without faith. I'm saying it three times because I want you to hear it. But without faith, it is what? Impossible to please him. Who? God. Without faith. Faith, it's impossible to please 
God. Watch this. For he that come if continually comes to God. You that's that church folk only go to God when they feel like it's convenient. But his true his true children, they come to him all the time. It ain't got he ain't got to do nothing. He ain't got to open up a door. He ain't got to close a door. He ain't got to do nothing. We just we just naturally come to God simply because we love him and we love to be in his presence. He ain't got to do nothing. When listen to me, y'all. I want y'all to get this understanding. When you get a relationship with God to the point where you love him, God ain't got to do no to, nothing to you every day for you to love him. You just love him just anyway. God ain't got to, God ain't got to uh, 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 give you a car, a house, a job, a man, a woman, all of these worldly things. He ain't got to give you that for you to, for you to love him. Just to be in his presence alone, that's a, that should be your calling card every morning. That should, be your, that should be your desire every time you wake up in the morning. When you wake up in the morning, your desire is, I want to be with my father. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. But he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder to them that diligently seek him. He believes that he is and that he's a rewarder to those that diligently seek him. But Satan does not want, if, if you've been touched by a church hurt, Satan tries to put it in your mind, what's the use because God don't love you no way. And that's one of the most damnable lies that has ever been unleashed from the pits of hell. Because for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, it ain't got nothing to do with your background, how much weed you smoke, how many women you lay with. It don't matter what, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Why? Because if you come to God, God knows how to clean you up. He knows how to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. He knows how to do it. And he don't need no, that spirit of church hurt, help. He don't need, he doesn't need nobody help to clean you up. All he wants you to do is come. But Satan wants to keep you in doubt and unbelief with God, thinking that God has betrayed you. That's what Satan wants. He wants you to think that God has betrayed you, but he's a liar and the truth ain't in him. And I'm here to debunk the lie. I'm not through. I got more. I got more. But I want you to know. I want you to get a full, clear-cut understanding of this spirit of church hurt. We're going back over this again because it's a spirit. It is a spirit that's been loosed on assignment by Satan to deceive you into thinking that these people that's in this church that did that to you, that, that everybody thinks the same way and God is the only, and God, amen, and God agrees with it and accepts it. 
He wants you to think that God is co-signing the lie. But he's a liar. Father, in Jesus' name, Lord, I pray for those, Lord God, that are experiencing that church hurt. Let them know, Lord God, everybody in the house of God, everybody that's in the body, everybody that's plugged in is not like those church folk. In the name of Jesus, help them to realize, Lord God, that you love them. And that even right now, because of the love that you have for them, you are singing forth this word so that it would change their lives, change their hearts, change their minds. Even right now, you're doing it. Touch them right now. Lord, I bind every demonic spirit and power loose on assignment against us, against them and against us in Jesus' name. We plead the blood of Jesus Christ and we loose ministering angels to be encamped about us, Lord God. Keep us under thy wing is our prayer. Touch us now. Show us different. Reveal your will that we walk in it, that we be strengthened by. Lord God will be healed from church. Or Jesus, you said that you were wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities. And the chastisement of our peace was upon you. And with your stripes, we've healed. Lord God, Father God, so we need emotional healing. We need spiritual healing, not just natural healing, Lord God. You want us to have the full manifestation of healing, mind, body, and spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. We thank you. Amen. Give God praise. I thank you so much. Amen. Praise the Lord for spending time with us. Like I said, we're not out of, we out of time, but not out of word. I got more to go with this. But we thank God for you showing up. Praise the Lord. Once again, this Sunday, come and praise the Lord will be our worship service, New Covenant International Fellowship Ministries. Praise the Lord. We're at 5985 Oak Brook Parkway in the beautiful city of Norcross, Georgia. Why don't you come on by? I guarantee we're going to show you some love in there. We ain't got no church folks sitting on the walls up there. We're going to love on you. We're going to teach you who you are in God. We're going to teach you who God is and who you are in God. That's what we're going to teach you at New Covenant. We're going to love on you. We're going to teach you because I want to empower you. I want you to be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Also, praise the Lord coming up. Amen. Praise the last Sunday of this month. It is our annual Friends and Family Day. I'm excited about it. My God, my God, my God. I'm so excited. Amen. Praise the Lord. We want you to come out. We want you to celebrate with us. We want you to be there with us. Praise the Lord. We're going to have a good time in the name of the Lord. As I said previously, we're going to have some prizes going forth for the person who brings the most people. And we're going to also have some other prizes as well, praise the Lord. Plus, we're going to feed you. It is an afternoon of faith, family, and fun. That's what this afternoon is based upon. Faith, family, and fun. Come out and be a blessing. Praise the Lord. Our prayer at New Covenant is that you Amen. Walk in what God has called you to. Please, if you can, please, ma'am, please, sir, like I said, give those likes and shares out if you can. I really would like for you to do that. Praise God. Also, praise the Lord. If you want to be a blessing to the ministry, there are various ways that you can sow. You can go onto our website at www.ncifm.org. Once again, www.ncifm.org. 
has the various ways that you can sow there. If you can't go there, you can you uh you could uh actually go. Praise the Lord to um uh, our cash app is dollar sign new covenant I I F M. I'm sorry, dollar sign new covenant intl. Praise the Lord. If you want to do it by Zelle, you can use our email address at new covenant intl fellowship at gmail.com. You can also give by the Givelify app. Praise the Lord by pulling up. Amen. New Covenant International Fellowship Ministries of Norcross, Georgia. Praise the Lord. And you can give that way. However the Lord leads you to, to sow a seed, praise the Lord, sow a seed. I don't tell folk how to sow. I ain't finna give out no numbers. I don't do all of them hoops and I don't do all that circus, the circus acts. The Bible said when a man gives, let a man give as he has purposed in his heart to give, not grudgingly, nor of necessity because God loveth a cheerful giver. Amen. All of praise the Lord. Any prayer requests, amen, you can go to our website, leave those prayer requests there, or you can just send them to our email address, newcovenantintlfellowship at gmail.com. We'll read them. We'll pray over them. we pray over your requests because we believe that God will do exactly what he says he'll do. Now, until next Sunday night at 7 p.m., praise the Lord. We give God praise for you. And thanks, y'all. Know what I always tell you. Look in that mirror. And tell yourself you look a whole lot better than you look right now. Why? Because you're walking in the manifestation of what God has already done. God ain't about to do nothing. He's already done it. And you're walking in the manifestation. Until next Sunday night, God bless you. We love you. It's PB. We're out. Take care. 